Podcast Fresh. Hello, everybody. Chris Torres from the Podcast Fresh Network here with the Last Wrestling Podcast. Just wanted to do a little Extreme Rules preview since we got the big pay-per-view coming up today. Although, you know, kind of being a little facetious by calling it a big pay-per-view. As of a couple days ago, uh, we had no card. We have a card now. They're only, you know, this is Extreme Rules, but there only seems to be one stipulation match. So we'll get to that one. But uh, anywho... My name is Chris Torres. This is just a little quickie. The Last Wrestling Podcast will come out later today, covering last week, going into this weekend. Um, I just want to drop this one out there. If you want to follow us, we have Podcast Fresh on Instagram. You can also shoot us an email at podcastfresh2020 at gmail.com. As well, you can find me on Twitter. I am at podcastfreshto, and I will be tweeting um, usually throughout the paper use random things. I'll be on the odd UFC and things like that, so... Anyway, if you're on there, drop us a line at uh, that account. But anyway, enough of the uh, gobbledygook. Let's get to it. We got the Extreme Rules pay-per-view coming up tonight. This was coming from Columbus at the Nationwide Arena. And uh, something to keep in mind is this is Alexa Bliss's hometown. So when it comes to WWE, it doesn't really mean anything. But at the same time, it sometimes does. Um, and we've seen them change a little bit recently. We saw the Bianca Belair homecoming a couple weeks back. So they know they it's, it's it's unbelievable. It's almost like wrestling fans want to be in a good mood and they want to watch, you know, good things happen to good people. So it's incredible, right? You know, 36 writers can't figure that one out. Or is it the old man at the top? I don't know. But the direction that it's going in right now, they seem to be softening up a little bit. So It'd be nice to see Alexa get a little bit of shine. So, you know, might as well start there. Charlotte Flair taking on Alexa Bliss for the WWE Women's Championship. We've seen this play out on TV with the doll that Alexa's been giving Charlotte. Um, And then we saw, of course, Charlotte abandoned the doll at one point, and then it showed up on Raw the next week. And then uh, this past Raw, we saw Charlotte just completely destroy the doll. So... Whether or not we'll see the doll again or not, we'll see. That uh, promo on Raw was something else. But what I did like on the bump, the uh, the preview show that they did, Charlotte Flair was more or less really getting into the let's strip away this character and get to the real, real Alexa Bliss. So knowing WWE, the, that stuff is not said by accident. So I'm wondering if we're just going to completely move away from this Fiend stuff, the the darker character, the uh, that version of Alexa Bliss. Or if it's all just, that's that's like a red hair, or a possum rather, just playing possum, and instead we're just going to go 200 degrees forward and just go into this completely cinematic direction. I'd prefer everything just kind of goes back to normal. We had heard those rumors uh, from Raw that about 1,500 people had walked out. I don't know if that's verified or not, but that's what I read on uh, Figure 4. So 14, 1,500 people, whatever it was. That's crazy. That's wild. And uh, they walked out. Keep in mind, this isn't like walking out like, hey, you know, there's 15 minutes to go. Maybe you beat some of the traffic. These are people leaving with one hour still to go. Right? So, anywho, Charlotte Flair Bliss, if you leave it as a regular wrestling match, it should be good. But what's going to happen? Who knows, really? I mean, you, you, the Charlotte Flair has won and lost the belt so many times. We obviously want to get her to 16 or 17, her many, so she can break the record. But I think those 1,500 people, if... Indeed, that is a true story. I can definitely see a shifting of the gears here, and perhaps we go to a more 
just a traditional uh, wrestling angle when it comes to the Alexa Bliss character. All that to say, I'm going to probably regret this, but I'm going to guess Alexa Bliss wins the world title in her hometown. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> Usos, Street Profits. We saw Montez Ford go at it with Roman Reinsky on SmackDown. They had a great match. I expect this to, to be really, really good when we got now the Cousins going in there against the Street Profits. So that should be should be a great match. Uh, I don't think it's time to take the belts from the Usos. So very nice and easy here. I think we're going to get a great match. Usos go over. U.S. title match, Damian Priest, Jeff Hardy, Sheamus. This one was uh, cool. Again, on the bump, uh, Damian Priest was on there. Excuse me, not Damian Priest. <laughs> I, I might be on a bump. Um, Jeff Hardy, rather, was on the bump, and he was just talking about how he's excited for this match because it happens to be Damian Priest's birthday. So it's Damian Priest's birthday. Um, and when it comes to birthdays, that never really leads into the booking, you know, like one way or the other. Um, but it is pretty cool. And Jeff Hardy, you know, did say that... Uh, Damien might have been nervous a couple weeks back when they first wrestled, but that Jeff was also nervous because, you know, he's in there with the younger guys, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so, yeah, what to do here? I mean, Sheamus busted his nose again on Raw, so I don't imagine he'll be in a lot of this. In fact, I would probably just grab Sheamus, throw him into the stairs, and then just have him come in and do a couple of power spots at the end. Leave it to, Bre to Priest and Jeff Hardy. You know, they had a good match uh, last week or two weeks ago, whenever the hell it was. I, I, I definitely seem to like it more than most. But, um, you know, keep in mind, there was that really, uh, really tight spot where Priest just landed on Jeff Hardy's head. So I give him benefit of the doubt. I think they'll have a, a better match here. If Sheamus comes in at 100% and the nose isn't really going to affect him, and we know that, you know, once the adrenaline keeps going, he's a Mack truck, um, I expect this to be a good match. And you know what? Let's keep the belt on Damian Priest. Let's keep him strong. Becky's Lynch takes on uh, Bianco's Belair. This one's for the SmackDown women's strap. Uh, the talking is uh, almost done. My God, these women have talked a lot. But um, it was good. And actually, in my opinion, on SmackDown, I thought Belair killed Becky Lynch. Yeah, don't at me. Go and watch that again. Belair was in her element. I get that Becky Lynch is supposed to be a, a heel, but just Bianca Belair's delivery and everything else was really, really good. Uh, Becky Lynch had one line in there about the... You're good, but that's because I'm great or something like that. Swing and a miss. Yeah, you can't, you can't win them all. Um, I'm going to guess here that uh, I think you keep the belt on Becky Lynch, honestly. You heat her up even more. They've obviously not given uh, – uh, they haven't made Lynch look stupid aside from uh, – this, this week on SmackDown, she got, she got dropped by Belair's finisher, but that's okay. Um, but the week before in Bel Air's hometown, they had Becky Lynch take out Bel Air. So she's definitely being uh, she's being protected, obviously. And I would not expect Bel Air to win here. I think Becky Lynch wins and uh, you have Bel Air continue the the chase and maybe you throw a, a cool down. Maybe you do a cool down um, program with uh, Becky Lynch or even Bel Air. They can both step sideways and then you work your way back to this match. But who knows? They could have blown this thing up by next Wednesday. Blue Universal title, Roman Reigns taking on the Finn, uh, Finn Balor, the demon. Um, I think the demon is uh, literally fresh paint on Finn Balor, and I don't think the result is going to be different. I think we get more of the same. Uh, I think Reigns goes over. 
And I feel really bad for Balor because he's a, he's a tremendous athlete and he's really, really, really good with the timing, with the physicality, yada, yada, yada. I'm not going to bore you with all that. You know who Finn Balor is. If you're listening to my podcast, you, you know who he is. So this match is going to be great. This match has everything in there that, uh, that, that you'd want. It's going to have the physicality. It's going to have the Finn Balor. But disclaimer... It's also going to have about a million fucking things going on at once. You got the Usos out there. This is, this is the Extreme Rules match, the only one of the night. You're going to have Paul Heyman there, the Usos. Um, although the Usos could be eliminated if, they somehow expl- if something were to happen to Street Profits. I don't know. But for all intents and purposes, they even mentioned it on the bump today because they have this gimmick with uh, DraftKings where you can bet on some of the things that are going to happen. And they literally show it um, on, you know, on their YouTube uh, program and they were talking about one of them was and they didn't mention this one which I thought was interesting but one of them was what are the odds we see Brock Lesnar at Extreme Rules and I saw it they showed it on the screen they weren't trying to hide it but when they were reviewing them later on the TV they didn't uh, they didn't touch that one which me leads me to believe that we do see Brock Lesnar so my original sentiment on this match is it's going to be a good match. It's going to be a great match, all those fireworks. But unfortunately, because of the way the story's been built and the fact that this, this match is no rules, basically, I have zero uh, confidence that Finn Balor is going to win the belt here. Although if he does win it here, you have that excuse for Roman that he had to do it when there were no rules and this happened and that happened and Brock Lesnar gave him seven F5s, whatever it might be. Um, but I'm going to keep the belt on Roman Reigns. I think if McMahon could see the tea leaves, I think he would, you know, throw a little, uh, throw some more logs in the fire and, and give it to Balor, right? But uh, I think Roman Reigns wins this one, and it's it's not the wrong choice. Roman Reigns is approaching 400 days as world champ. I'm fine with that. I'm just saying. This would not be the worst position to have the Demon win. And I present you this idea because... The last time that they threw Finn Balor in the microwave and hit 30 seconds, let's heat up a contender, they served them up on a platter for Roman Reigns to just basically eat him up. Do you guys remember that one? Roman Reigns versus just traditional Finn, Finn Balor. Um, he was wiped out. And I remember going into that match, same thing as this one. It was like, we know it was going to be a good match, but it's the ending is, is obvious. It was more the gimmick afterwards. Here he gets a little more spotlight because he got the demon thing. He got that SmackDown where Roman's music is playing, and then just very subtly, you just doom, doom, you just hear the uh, the heartbeat. Really nice touch. Really cool stuff. But all that to say, I think tonight Roman Reigns wins it. The big curiosity is what happens afterwards with Brock Lesnar, with the Usos, with everything else that's going on there. There's that triangle with uh, Paul Heyman, Brock Lesnar. And um, and Roman Reigns, obviously, where Brock Lesnar's claiming to Paul, you know, why didn't you tell Roman that I was coming to SummerSlam? And then directly Roman asked Paul this. He goes, what's up with that? And Paul gave him his, his uh, he told him that that's not true. And then that's something that Brock Lesnar said to drive a wedge between them. So this is good. This is some, this is some, you know, some, some traditional samurai shit, if you will, as I place, uh, play through a ghost of Tsushima. It's basically, you think you have it figured out until you go face them. And then they turn around. They're like, 
No, what are you talking about? It's this and that. Don't let this drive a wedge between us. And then you're like, oh my gosh, who do I believe now? So hopefully that's handled well. Um, the only thing, my nitpick with Brock Lesnar is we see, I realize it's on a you know, per, per appearance, and that's got to be really hard too when this company doesn't exactly book your head. <laughs> um, so I get that. But he's got to have some kind of presence on the TV or on or somewhere. Because um, just Brock Lesnar popping in every six weeks just isn't working for me. So let's see him come back if he's going to come back and let him work a program. And then he can go fuck off to Saskatchewan or whatever. But let's let's get to it. Come on. Let's get to it. Because it's really doing a disservice to every contender that faces Roman. Is You have this. Is Lesnar going to come in? Is, well, is the motherfucker coming in or not? Let, let's get him in there. Let's get him this program. Let's get him back out. You know, Because this program, this company needs to keep building. And the future is not Brock Lesnar. Okay, but he's he's good kindling for the fire. Let's get this fucking thing going. All right. Uh, Carmella versus Liv Morgan. This is incredible. This is only Liv Morgan's only second only uh, singles pay-per-view match. Um, all you need to know, go listen to the Ruby Soho uh, uh, Jericho podcast. Talk is Jericho. And you're not going to hear you're going to hear a lot of the same. What are the differences between uh, WWE? You get it all. You're going to hear all that shit. But um, it is surprising. It, it is sad, rather, to, to get to hear Soho talk about, you know, being so excited and ready for a match and having her gear and then having her match get cut at, like, the last moment, you know, with, like, friends and family out in the audience and the fans, obviously. Um, just really, really tough. So that does not surprise me. Having said that, Liv Morgan, Carmella, uh, this match is kind of, Carmella's really going with really hard with this I'm beautiful and you should all love me kind of gimmick. Um, and Liv Morgan is sort of, she's, uh, they've kind of shined her up nicely, not, not the best, but they've given her a couple of hope spots, including that ladder spot uh, a month ago or whenever it was where she was in tears and she was able to qualify for the match or whatever the fuck it was. There is something there. Liv Morgan's been featured lately, if you can say it like that. She's been featured in the ladder matches and things like that. But, uh, yeah, second singles match ever on pay-per-view, interesting. But uh, Carmella wins this one, I think, and uh, continues the feud. I think for me it's very obvious who the pick here is. I like the idea of Liv Morgan getting her shine and getting her spot and getting her run. But is it going to happen? I don't know. I don't know. She's the one that could fall between the cracks. And that's it, folks. That is the Extreme Rules pay-per-view. It's going on the air 8 o'clock Eastern, 5 o'clock Pacific. And this one's, again, from the Nationwide Arena in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, 7 p.m., they got the pre-show, but this will already be up there anyway. So, uh, yeah, check out the show, and we'll be back later with a post-show, another Last Wrestling podcast. And then this week, we have another uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air episode coming up, as well as I'm not sure if we're doing a cafe with the Pac-Man, but... um, will definitely uh, do something because I've been playing Ghost of Tsushima and it'd be nice to uh, muse with Ryan about that one. Also, I have a PlayStation 5 and he doesn't. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That's mean. That's mean. But you know what? He would have done the same to me, so it's okay. Love you, Ryan. Um, love you guys, too. If you guys want to follow us, come to Podcast Fresh at Instagram. We're also on Twitter, Podcast Fresh T.O. Shoot us an email, podcastfresh2020 at gmail.com. I'm Chris Torres. You are you. Thank you so much for the download. We'll check you out later.
podcast fresh. <laughs>